Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. Today, I am joined with the amazing Jessica Hagen of Milk Stains and Meltdowns. She is a real mom, an influencer, a mental health advocate, and honestly, one of the most real humans that I technically have never met, but I feel like I do know you. Um, she's also known to not sugarcoat things. It has actually become her signature. So welcome, Jessica. Hi. <laughs> so why don't you kind of tell everybody who you are and what you do and how you became Milk Stains and Meltdowns? Sure. So I'm Jessica. I'm so happy to be here. I have never been on a podcast before. So this is my first one. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, Milk Stains and Meltdowns kind of started quite literally because I was sitting on my bed with my newborn baby covered in milk stains. um, And I was melting down and she was melting down. And I was like, I can't be alone in this. There's got to be other women who are going through the same thing. And so then I started it and I just realized actually how valuable it is to open up about some of the things that you know we don't really like to open up on especially on social media so so that's kind of how it all started and it's just kind of progressed really awesome from there I didn't really expect it to take off so well but it's been great oh that's so good um and I know you guys just had a crazy big move so do you want to tell us about that Yeah. So that was really awesome. Um, my husband works away and that's something that, um, has really helped to helped me be able to progress this blog is that he works away, but, um, we were living in Calgary and my family was like, Hey, why don't we move to Vancouver Island where my sister lives? And I was kind of like him and hawing. And then I was like, Oh, why wouldn't we? There's no reason with him working out of town. So he can fly to Victoria. So we, yeah, we moved to the Island from Calgary and it was amazing. It's been, it's the best move I've ever made. I love it. I love it. I can literally see the green behind you, like as you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally 50 shades of green for sure. There's so much green. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So obviously I know you moved in the midst of the pandemic. So how was your road trip? I have to ask. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was a challenge. Um, it was different. We're used to going on road trips as a family, but like we are the type, well, I'm not typically the type to stop everywhere, but my husband loves to like stop at every gas station, get food at every little town. And so that was really different for us. Our, our road trip actually took exactly what maps said it would 12 hours. And it wasn't like extended because we didn't stop anywhere. We, if Jack's had to pee or any of us had to pee, we had to pull over and pee on the side of the road. And it was, it was really like, it's going to be in 20 years from now, when I look back and I tell Jack's about it, it's going to be really cool to tell her we moved during a pandemic and we had to pack lunches and pee on the side of the road. And it was, it was really different. I love it. I love it. I know I watched your stories and I was like, oh my gosh, like they had to bring their own coffee. They couldn't stop anywhere. Yeah. Amazing. They had to bring like, yeah, all sorts of things. Like just, um, plastic. we had to remember to bring like plastic bags or napkins to just fill up with gas. We only stopped twice, but it was, it's a whole, it's, everything is different. 
That's so crazy. Um, and you took the ferry, obviously, right? Like how was yes. the ferry during the pandemic? The ferry was weird. Um, so t- typically you're allowed to get out of your car and like go and, or you're supposed to get out of your car and go in um, to the top decks and stuff. But when we, they allowed us to stay in our cars like during the during this time um but we were like okay well how bad can it be like let's just go we'll go we'll actually use a bathroom and go pee and you know and that and when we walked onto the ferry it was kind of scary there was like caution tape everywhere it was deserted there was no one else on like everyone stayed in their cars so it kind of, it's all the caution tape and stuff like instills a lot of fear, I feel. Oh yeah. No, 100%. Um, how is Jax adjusting to her new home? Jax? Jax is loving her new home. Um, she is so funny. Like first time, like first thing she says when she wakes up, like we're going outside and she like in her PJs and, and she's got her rubber boots on and she runs outside and checks our new garden and all sorts of things. It's awesome. I love it. So she was built for like being outside. She loves yeah, it. She totally was. I think that she at heart is like a BC girl. She's <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, awesome. So why don't we kind of start off talking kind of the Instagram influencer space? I know that that is one of your biggest things and you work with a lot of different companies. So how yes. would you say that you're a different Instagram influencer than what's out there? Okay. Um, so this is a little bit of a controversial <laughs> subject sometimes. Um, I know that I stirred up a little bit of stuff when I started talking about influencer secrets. Yeah. Um, what what I, how I like, am, I pride myself in the fact that I am doing this authentically. Everything about being an influencer to me is authentic. And I like to influence people to like better their lives or just own their authenticity. Um, I'm not really too concerned with influencing people on what soaps I use. Like I'm really kind of like, why do they care? Like I'm really, you know, I, I don't even care. Like to, to be honest, it's not like I'm going to run out to the store and buy something just because Jillian Harris uses it or something, even though I love her, but it's like, we already have our preferences. So I like to pick and choose what I think is going to help just like better people's people's lives. It's not more about adding more stuff. It's more about being more conscious about what you use. Yeah, I agree. And I would say that you are doing a good job of that for sure. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, And I also think that in turn, the word influencer is thrown around so easily. And I feel like if you have one or two followers, you do have influence over what you post for sure. Um, But I also think that people follow you more so for your mental health talk. I feel like you are an open book with that. And I feel like first of all, like congrats, because I feel like not a lot of people talk about it or they are scared and they like half talk about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say? Like, obviously you talk openly about your struggles. Um, do you want to tell everybody kind of what your mental health like conversation topics are, like how you kind of talk about it? Yeah. So what kind of started me talking about my mental health journey was, um, I struggled from postpartum anxiety And when I was going through it, I couldn't find anything on the internet about postpartum anxiety. It was all about postpartum depression. And that's awesome. I'm really glad there's a lot of information on it, but that wasn't what I was struggling with. I knew that I was, something was different, but I wasn't depressed. I was, I was afraid of everything. 
So I started talking about my fears and, and opening up to some, like to moms, like in my community. And some of them would tell me like, yeah, that's normal, but you know, maybe you should talk to your doctor. So then I started talking to my doctor and he told me I had postpartum anxiety. And when I Googled it, there wasn't anything. So I decided I was going to write an article about my experience with postpartum anxiety. And to my surprise, it like, it blew up. Scary Mommy published it, Pregnant Chicken published it, Huffington Post, like it went viral. And I was like, wow, there needs to be more conversation about things that people don't talk about. And that is especially when it comes to mental health. And so I started talking about postpartum anxiety. And then after um, going on medication, I told that to my followers as well. You know, I was very open about the fact that I needed to take medication, that it wasn't just like, oh, I just got to think positively and everything's going to be okay. I actually had an imbalance and I needed help with that. Um, And that was really hard to admit. But when I started talking about it, I noticed a lot of women being like, hey, I'm on medication too, or like, really what worked for you? And so I started talking about a little bit more about other things. And um, so currently I'm struggling with um, mental health, a whole other side of mental health um, in in March, I went to see a psychiatrist and we talked and I was diagnosed with PTSD, um, anorexia, generalized anxiety, and, um, and um, sorry, OCD. But OCD is my, is kind of like my baseline. I will, I will have OCD for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, but postpartum anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder and anorexia, I can work through those. And really talking about it has been very therapeutic to know that I'm not alone. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, Obviously, given all of that, I think the average person might just shut down and be like, I can't handle that. So how do you kind of generate the strength to get through each day? Because some days are better than others. Yes, definitely. And it's kind of funny and ironic that we're talking about it right now, because um, I am in, to be honest, like a really low point with my mental health right now. It is really hard right now. Um, not being able to go to a psychiatrist, psychologist or not being able to, you know, just, um, change my medication. Like I want to, I can't just go to the doctor and be like, Hey, I have to like find an app and do all of that through, you know, these, uh, these, like there's lots of barriers right now, especially during COVID. But what, keeps me going is just knowing that I'm not alone and talking about it just constantly reminds me that I'm not alone and talking about it continuously, like reminds me that I need to keep talking about it because a lot of people aren't. And yeah. And a lot of moms, a lot of moms, a lot of women, a lot of men, even like they need to hear that they're not alone. And that's the biggest struggle for me. Even being someone who says you're not alone, you're not alone, you're not alone. It's hard for me to remember that I'm also not alone. Yeah. When you become that advocate, it's hard to sometimes like you're giving strength to other people, but sometimes exactly. you need to keep some for yourself. <laughs> exactly. So it's really hard. So lately I've been a little bit quiet just because I try to deal with these things um, on my own. And then when I'm strong enough, open up about them because I find if I'm still kind of going through it, it's, it, it just, it's not healthy for my, it doesn't help my mental health. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, And on a very small scale, very, very open with kind of the traumatic things that have happened to me in my life. And I feel like 
you don't realize that maybe the people out there need to hear these things until you post them. Yeah. I know I talked about removing toxic people from my life, like my dad. And the second I posted it, it, it blew up and people were messaging me and telling me like, I'm going through the same thing. And I was like, I went my whole life thinking I was the only one going through this. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. But it is, I think it honestly does help you when you do know that you're not alone, when someone else is going through it, right? So much. Um, So kind of gearing back to Instagram, um, I know that there are a lot of, I'm going to say phonies out there. (laughs) And so what would, like, there's a lot of horrible things about Instagram and there's a lot of beautiful things about Instagram. And I know that you've experienced both sides of it. Um, how do you strive to stay different and unique? I know you talked about authenticity, but are there any other things? You know what? It is so hard because when you're looking at other people and they're doing things and it's working, you kind of want to be like, well, I want to be just like them. And I have fallen into that trap numerous times where, you know, I'll try the same preset that all the other mom bloggers or all the other women are doing. They're like, okay. So then I'm like, okay, my stuff's going to going to blend right in and everyone's going to love it. And then I was like, wait a second, why do I want to blend in? I really do want to stand out. And, um, so I was, so that's even just the smallest thing is having a different preset than everyone, you know, that is one way to make myself stand out in that crowd of like the explore, the explore page. It's all like the same shades. Well, mine will stand out differently. Um, and it's hard sometimes because I'm like, Oh, well their presets look so pretty and so bright. And, but that's not, that's not me. That's not my brand. And I still have to stick to my brand and myself. And so I'm a little bit moodier. I'm a little bit, and that's what, what you can see from my Instagram. Totally. Totally. And I feel like it's about your content, not necessarily yeah. about your preset. No, not I not necessarily about the pretty picture. That's not really what I'm there for, you know? Yeah. Um, so obviously being in the influencer space, you've worked with companies. So how would you choose the companies that you work with? Um, so I choose the companies that I actually will use their products. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, conscious buying and I'm, I call myself a minimalist. Um, I don't really just buy things to buy things. I'm very conscious about what I buy. So I also want to project that to my followers. Like you don't have to have it just because everyone else has it, but you know, um, so sorry, we're driving and it's making me a little bit nauseous. No, you're good. (laughs) but yes. So anyway, back to that. Um, sorry. Can we just refresh for a second? So nauseous. (laughs) (sighs) Haven't felt like this since I'm pregnant, since I was pregnant. I was just going to say, are you? (laughs) Oh man, that's not what we need right now. Are you sure? um, One day soon, hopefully with my husband while you're driving. Yeah, that either. I've never. But you're also not driving. I just need to practice. I'm not driving. Yeah, well, I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> just holding the phone. That's distracted driving, and it's fine. That's yeah. So um, anyway, let's get back to that question. What were you? Yeah. What were you asking? Again? Um, how do you choose the companies that you would? So, so yeah, so I choose the companies. Very. Um, I'm really picky. Unless I'm going to use it, I won't. I won't. I won't talk about it. Um, I also look into, like, their 
their brand and like what they stand for. I also very much want to work with people who think about um, lowering their waste and stuff like that. Um, people who are doing things and giving back to the community. So I worked with ND because they provide um, when if someone sends back their bed instead of taking them back and trying to resell, they provide them to women's shelters. And I think that's awesome. So I wanted to work with them. Um, other and those are product compensation a lot some of the time I am paid for them and I think sometimes you can be it's very easy to become a sellout because it's like money it's money right so you want but um you can tell when for me I could tell when I was doing it for the money I wasn't as authentic I wasn't as um into it. I didn't, you could, I wasn't selling it, but once, when I, when I actually use the products or love the products, I actually make a return, you know, like, like other people, like, and those companies benefit from me. And so I always felt a little bit like a, like a flake. If I was trying to sell something and like, I wasn't using it, then my audience isn't going to buy it. So it's a waste for the company who sent it to me. And it's a waste of my time as well. So I've just kind of thought about it that way. No, totally. Um, things like your fairy garden, I feel like, right. Like those are the brands that you're going to be known for working with. Right. Exactly. And you know what? Like the fairy garden is like what? $30 on Amazon, but, and I got that for free and we love it. So I'm loving talking about it. It's not about the money or the value in it. It's literally about what my family gets out of it. I consider like my influencer. I have such a hard time with that, but my influencer, side I consider it like bonus like if it's gonna I want it to add something to our lives because it is work for me so I do have to tell you know the family to or you know Jax you gotta retake that video or you know and so if it's gonna be worth it then I will work for it totally no 100% and I think that that's that make that makes you different from other influencers for sure um so I know that you're super open about wanting to have another baby Um, I know you've talked about that. I also know that your husband really wants another baby, right? (laughs) My husband, my husband has bigger ovaries than I do. I always say that. Like he sees a baby and he's like, (laughs) he's just like, I know I've never met him, but like just that aura I get from him. Um, so obviously are you a little scared about all the mental health stuff? Like, do you think that would all come back full swing? So it's kind of funny. I was just talking to my mom about it in the car this morning. I was like, I wonder if I was to get pregnant, if my hormones were just going to like go so crazy that they're just going to balance out or something like who knows what it's going to do, what it's going to do this time. Because yeah. before Jax, I hadn't really struggled that much with mental illness. And yeah. then, you know, after Jax, so I'm like, we'll just have to see. I yeah. mean, of course I am afraid. And I do always kind of make a joke that I have, like I have PTSD from postpartum anxiety, like the thoughts and the things that went through my brain were just so scary. Um, of course I'm afraid to do that again, but I've been through it and I made it out on the other side and, and you really are okay. And the world is okay to bring another baby into the world. So totally. Yeah. And you also this time around get to think about Jack's being a big sister, which yeah, I'm like, that's so exciting. Cause like, I'm not, it's funny. Like I never wanted kids, um, to be honest. And I'm not like a huge, uh, like I actually really didn't like being pregnant. I really don't enjoy it. It's not for me. Um, but I'm excited now knowing what you get in like in return for being pregnant at the time when I was pregnant with Jax, I had no idea that I would love her as much as I would, or that she would add so much to our lives. 
Um, but yeah, so now I am, ex- I'm excited about trying for another one. Totally. I know that, um, kind of before we wrap up, I know that you said that you weren't very prepared for when Jax came. Do you think you'd be more in a more prepared state this time around where you guys are in your life? Definitely. Um, we were, we definitely were not financially prepared for Jax. We <laughs> had no money when we had Jax. Um, and then, and we also really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And it's funny because I just like, I had no idea. I literally had no idea. I never babysat. I never, like I babysat maybe once in a while, but I was the type of babysitter that like changed the clocks to put the kids to bed earlier. Like I, like, I did not like babysitting. So yeah. when Dax came along, it was kind of nice to have zero expectation and she kind of set, set the pace for us. Um, and I really think that this time that'll help just having a little bit more of an understanding. Totally. And she's three. How old is she? He's three. Yeah. yeah. Um, our second son was born when our first son turned three. And I will tell you, you're in the clear. Like, she'll be so self-sufficient from that point forward. Um, That's awesome. Only now do my boys just, like, fight like cats and dogs. But it, yeah. it's, it's been great. <laughs> awesome. Oh, so good. Honestly, well, thank you so much for coming on, Jess. I'm sorry about your, you. your nausea from holding your That's phone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for honestly being one of the most real people that I know and have the pleasure of talking to. Um, I really hope that you're home and you guys are able to dig some roots in BC and be happy and you're with family. So that is the most precious thing. So um, if anybody wants to find you, how can they do that? Um, On Milk Stains and Meltdowns on Instagram or on Facebook. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.